This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. We're welcoming you into hour two of Kelly and Rumia. This is the January 16th episode of the show, either on AMI-tv, on AMI-audio, or on podcast platform with Kelly McDonald and myself, Rumia Amuthan. And Kel's um, going out of that conversation with Jason Reynolds, the founder of the International Blind Cafe, which is a Facebook group. I really thought about, you know, what it takes to manage something mm. like that, right? A group that just keeps growing and growing. Uh, you've got all kinds of sub groups going on and meetups and uh, different different intentions of what the group is made of and um, they're obviously doing a lot but yeah it takes some of that community rules or the understanding of the intentions of this group because it can expand an umbrella out into all kinds of things yeah and unfortunately not everybody respects each other or other people you're going to have different walks and talks especially with today's social etiquette yeah what i do kind of like is it's about living again and i think jason from his experience and going into a pandemic going into a pandemic with sight loss all of a sudden life-changing being in the work he was in just picking up the ball and trying to run again and realize yeah, man, enjoy life. There's so many different things, and we've heard it from Julie and Tony, who we'll speak to in a moment here. We've heard how many things that they just enjoy, and you just get involved, do the things that you're not going to have to meet all 1,600 people involved. You meet and do the things that you want to do to enjoy life because life's too short, man. You're here for a good time, not a long time. Mm. So I, I kind of like that because that's the way I felt. They're, they have their own way. And that way is to enjoy life, to have fun, take advantage of the things that we put, present, feel free, um, but be courteous of others. And, you know, you know, don't step on anyone else's cloud here. I, I kind of like that. That's the impression I got from Jason without it sounding yeah, welcoming, open, especially yeah, for differences of sounding, opinions, but yeah, exactly. but guidelines. Yeah. Yep. Good for them, and uh, and things sure develop, and you know there's there's a lot of people, and I'm sure some things get to a point where it becomes very hard to manage. But he and the other 16 to 18 people uh, sounds like they're doing a good job, but so does everybody that that comes out there. Sounds like they're trying to enjoy it and really appreciate what it is. Folks, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays at this time we check in with one of our committee reporters. Today we're talking to Tony Frymark, who has news for us from Medicine Hat, Alberta. Tony, welcome back to the show. Hi guys. Well, I'm grateful that I'm not sitting in the deep freeze anymore. Oh, <laughs> we're grateful for you. Yeah, we yeah, had we've heard a lot about that. Good grief! Days, yeah. Um, much snow where you are, or do you still have uh, uh, the brown kind of on the, the brown environment. Oh no, we got snow, and it's it's supposed to be coming some more. So I'll deal with the snow rather than the cold. Yeah. It's kind of funny, Tony. I've had experience where it feels to me when you don't have snow on the ground and it gets really cold, it almost feels worse than it does if there's snow on the ground. It's just yep. one of those weird snow anomalies. I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony, we are set to have an interesting conversation right off the top because you want to share with us an experience. Your journey having cataracts and surgery, which led you to new glasses. Yeah, so back in uh, last year, in early March, I went to my retinal specialist, 
just my annual appointment there. And I told him, you know, the lighting in places just, it isn't the same anymore. And using my adaptive technology, my CCTV, like I'm not able to do the stuff that I once was able to do. Like, so he informed me that I had cataracts and he would um, write a letter to a cataract specialist. He said, I'm in good hands. So I lived through the journey of that. It got, it got to the point where navigating my world and my day to day mm. got even worse. Like yep. people were just blobs and blurs and, but I still, I still went out and about. I I didn't sit here and feel sorry for myself and be depressed. I'm like, this is just what's going to happen. It'll pass. So the end of July, I had cataract surgery and I wasn't put to sleep. I chose not to have any any calming medication. I actually thought it was very interesting to go through the experience of them listening. I'm listening to the doctors. He's grabbing the the tools that need to be grabbed and I was in there for an hour. And wow. It was, it was serious. He said to me that that surgery that he did, um, you know, they did that way back, like way back in the night, like people were, were taught to do that surgery. They had to literally cut the cataract out. Um, and I still have stitches to this day. So my mom was there and so I was wheeled out in a wheelchair and she's sitting there thinking, yeah, it was an hour. It's probably not good. So I, cause I don't have any vision in the other eye. So right. I lived yep. that evening with being totally blind and, you know, same thing. We just did some shopping. We, we actually, we weren't even prepared to stay overnight. Right. Because like, well, it's supposed to be a 10 minute surgery for everybody yeah, else. We'll be in and out. No problem. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we got to go get like a pair of clothes and whatever else we had to get. And uh, so, yeah, we I had trips to and from Calgary. Um, I did have to deal. This was another interesting experience. So I had an air bubble. And I didn't know that until I went in the next day and he's like, oh yeah, you have an, an air bubble. So I'm like dealing with what I call like um, chandelier cat faces floating around and all this blurriness <laughs> and everything else. And I kept saying to my mom, I'm like, I'm sorry, mom, like that I'm explaining this to you. Like, why don't they tell you what's going on or whatever? So luckily within a couple of days, it went away and, uh, so I went uh, lots of trips, as I was mentioning bef before there, just briefly, lots of trips to and from Calgary. And finally, I, I wasn't getting anywhere. I said straight on to the, to the um, cataract specialist, you know, I just want to be able to 
get a pair of glasses that I can read again because uh -huh. I don't want to go through the surgery and possibly damage the vision that I do have. So, yeah, months later, uh, the end of November, I got a pair of glasses. It's a 20 plus lens glasses, and I'm able to read some things um even better than i was so it's definitely been been a journey and i'm i'm glad that that i that i got through it and it's... and i just want to share it with people because yeah. if you you know you could be thinking maybe, maybe your mind's playing tricks with you maybe you're not really you're not really experiencing what you're experiencing so go make an appointment with with yep. with your professionals mm -hmm. and get checked out like the decision making process alone is it can be very tough, very difficult, Tony, uh, to say, yes, I will go through this risk of a surgery or no, I won't and then have to sit through it and then wait for the results and keep tabs on how you're feeling, how your vision is doing, all that stuff. But and I actually do, Romeo, like I actually I would love to go experience that surgery because I found that very interesting. But yeah. like I said. I don't want to risk yeah. waking up and having nothing. And you're relating to right? a lot of people out there. Find, yeah. Yeah. Like you don't find too many people that would be very interested mm -mm. in that, in, yeah. in that whole there's always the risk factor. Yeah, there's always the risk of losing what you already have or not gaining anything and dealing with the disappointments of it. You know, there's so much to it, um, Tony. So thanks for sharing this, and especially because you found your glasses. So hopefully you can keep us posted on how that part of it goes. But really quickly before we let you go, um, tell us about the Assured Income for uh, Severely Handicapped but this is the organization that helps with income support around you. And uh, you said that, or you say that there's a an increase that people can look forward to. Yeah, there's been an increase uh, in your December 21st checks. So it was 1787 and it is went up to uh, 1863. Okay. That's provincial, so, yeah, right? Just, yeah. Just to help with uh yeah, to help with the cost of living and all that, because that's going up as well. So okay. if you didn't know that, well, now you do. <laughs> okay, and yeah, again, yeah, to clarify, sure. this is a provincial um, income support initiative. Correct. Okay, yes, great. Correct. Fantastic. Yeah, I think I remember us speaking of this once before, Tony, maybe I'm wrong, but this is what we like to hear, going up, things changing, um, being able to help people a little more. So uh, fedoras off to the gang out there in Alberta. These things are great happening. Tony, thank you. Thank you. Stay safe. Tony Freimark. Yes, indeed. And stay uh, warmer. Tony oh, Freimark. <laughs> our committee reporter. We speak to our committee reporters Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays on the program. She's out in Medicine Hat, joining us uh, from a somewhat frigid Alberta. Mm -hmm. After the break, we're checking in with Young Wung, who's closer to me in Toronto, Ontario. So we're not going to compare weather notes, but she is going to tell us about an experience she recently had on public transit uh, with uh, some hate crime, and she's saying it's racially motivated. So we're going to hear more about that after the break on Kelly and Ramia. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. 
Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.